When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You see him come off the line of scrimmage with that little hop step. Off the line of scrimmage. Release off the line of scrimmage. Nick to the face mask as he's coming off the line of scrimmage. Watch him just slow play this off the line of scrimmage. All the release off the line of scrimmage. Yo, what up, everybody? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 100. Yes, the big one for us. And it so happens falls on championship week for your fantasy leagues. So on this episode, we'll be talking about week 16 and whatever happened in there. We'll talk about these week 17 matchups that we deem important and with the burning questions. And then um, anything else that we want to talk about, you know, trying to get you ready for this championship week if you're partaking in such. And of course, I got the other host with me celebrating this this 100th episode. Ike, how you doing today, man? Milestone episode. We made it. They uh they they haven't kicked us off the air yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not tired of hearing our voices. They're not tired of hearing our hearing our takes and our, hearing our analysis. So, but all seriousness, yeah, this is uh this is very special 100 episodes like when we first started it in November 3rd, 2021. I mean, we just we we didn't see we didn't see we didn't see very far. We were just in the moment, and we were just we got together. We got got on the show, and then we started building, and here we are, one hundred. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Very, very, yeah. very. Here, here's to a hundred more, hundred more. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, week sixteen was semifinal semifinal week, and there was a lot of chaos. A lot of a lot of chaos. I'm sure you can attest to that. Our best ball teams mangled. Some of our managed teams mangled. Um, you know, the very there's a very very select few that made it through. But yeah, like the the one the one game though I want to talk about really quick. The Ravens smashing the 49ers. Who I mean who saw that coming? Uh, yeah, who, I didn't who, see it who coming. Saw that man. coming. I, didn't, I definitely didn't see it, man. They were they bullied them, man. Just they gave them the treatment that the the 49ers did to us and the Eagles. Honestly, they just bullied them. Yeah, a, t- a taste of their own medicine. I think this is the first time the 49ers have been blown out, right? Like, yeah, uh, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I, definitely not in the party era for sure. Yeah, I, I know they lost to, uh, I know they lost to Cincinnati by, I think, you know, two touchdowns, but it wasn't as dominant as this. Like this yeah. was, this was systematic. This was, you know, methodical, death by a thousand cuts, and then knockout punches they made block you know brock purdy look like an actual rookie out there man it was and they and and then i think this is the second straight game where he's sustained a stinger a shoulder Mm -hmm. stinger 
which, you know, kind of flew under the radar because nobody really knew about that until nobody really mentioned it until after this game. It's like, oh, well, yeah, he got a stinger last week. So I'm, I must have missed it, missed the memo last week. But this is the second straight week where he's gotten, a, you know, gotten a stinger. So the Ravens. Yeah, I and, then I, and then I saw a tweet about, you know, quarterbacks who play the Ravens. There was like a long list of quarterback injuries. Like, you know, Deshaun Watson broke his shoulder. Obviously, Brock Purdy had a stinger. And there's other quarterbacks that just, you know, got got injured after playing the Ravens. So Ravens, they just beat you up. <laughs> That's what they they, did they you just see, beat you up. Did you see the uh, after the game, Patrick Queen, what he said, talking about, you know, the Ravens, uh, the Ravens, they just want to hit you in the mouth. It's cute to do all these little fancy playing basketball on grass, but we ain't we ain't worried about none of that, basically. I mean, I didn't see that, but I mean, I I, I get it. I get the sentiment. Yeah. Like, I get it. You know, because I mean, that's that's what they do. What, what what Lamar Jackson say? We just play ball. We just play ball. Yeah. Don't disrespect us. We just play ball. We respect our opponents. We just we just play ball. So um, it was good to see him go with Mike Florio like that, clapping back <laughs> some of the haters. Um, you know, so that was that, that that's good to see. If there's one person that I'm rooting for besides the Cowboys, or one team that I'm rooting for besides the Cowboys, it's the Ravens. Because they they just they just like to hate on him for no reason, like they hate on hate on Lamar Jackson for no reason, and you know uh, he's the you know the the odds on favor right now to win MVP. That flipped overnight before the game. Yeah. He was fourth or fifth. Now yeah. he's minus one seventy to win the MVP, and plus they have a big game coming up against the Dolphins at home, week seventeen. One of the games that we had circled whenever we were drafting our best ball teams this spring. Yep. This you wanted to have a lot of exposure, a lot of correlation there. So uh, we'll we'll talk about best ball here in a second. But yeah, you know, kudos kudos to the Ravens, man, for 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 taking care of business against the 49ers. Yeah, they they beat down the NFC big back bullies, man. Just just put them in their cage or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Cowboys Dolphins. That was a good game as we thought, but I just it just didn't go the way that I thought it would. I thought we would be able to. Move the ball. The defense kept us in the game. I mean, you saw a high-powered Dolphins offense, you know, settle for five, five field goals, including three over fifty yards. You're supposed to win that game. So, just the offense again didn't show up on the road, and uh, the defense just couldn't get a stop at the end. They just drove right down the field and kicked an easy field goal. So, don't yeah, really I mean, have despite, nothing to say about that. Yeah, despite all the all the. You know the the shortcomings throughout the game. You know the, the offense still did come through in the clutch. They drove down the field at the very end of the game and yep. took the lead. And the defense first play, it's face mask, five yard, five right. yard, uh, five yard play, then face mask, and mm. then another couple first downs, a couple of misholding calls by the referees. You know with that that's pretty pretty commonplace now. But yeah, it, it was it was just one thing after the other, and they ran the clock all the way down. So. I mean the offense. Yep. I mean they they were up and down all 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 game long. I mean first quarter they were good, second and third non-existent. Fourth quarter they they showed up and 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 made a lot of plays. But you know that's that's just that's that's how some of these games go. One team wins, one team loses. That's how, that's how it is. That's how yeah. it is. Uh, uh, another side note from uh, week sixteen: Puka Nakua. We saw him go crazy against. The Saints, I think he had over 180 total yards against them. I think he's he's pretty much on pace to beat the the Chase rookie uh, receiving yards record. All yep. he needs is like 120, 120 yards, in two 128 games. yards in two games. So 
He should be able to grab that. Who would have nobody had that in the bingo card that Suka Nakua is going to be the rookie wide receiver to have and, and draft and you know be that guy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Like this is, and I think his yards per route run uh, metrics are historic. I think you know there's like five rookie wide receivers that are better than him, in 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 I think in history. So he is just having like a, a hell of a season and. It's gonna be, it's gonna bring up a big question in the offseason is you know between Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, which one are you drafting higher? You know, that, that there's gonna be a legitimate question there. Um that so that's just you know, it's that's just one thing to think about. Just one thing to think about. Oh, another thing, you know, people were speculating early in the season that, you know, Stafford, you know, how how the Rams weren't really good and Stafford was kinda, you know, injured, not injured. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna probably retire after this season. He's 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 looking to you know just be done. But now, you know, you got a little bit of hope. Maybe they he runs it back one more time. Um, you know, maybe McVay runs it back again next year. We'll see. I know a lot of a lot of speculation about some of those players retiring after the season. So maybe that might be put on pause because of you know how the season has been going towards the end of the year as they're you know still fighting for a playoff uh, playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, they they are right now. I believe they are the number six seed, and they will be going to Detroit. They're they're they would be going to Detroit. So wouldn't that be something? Matthew Stafford mm. returning returning to Detroit in the playoffs and potentially ruining their first playoff game, first home <laughs> playoff game, in, I think since 1992, I believe. Yeah, Oof. that would be one hell of a narrative. One hell of a narrative. But uh, staying on the same topic of quarterbacks. We got some news about Russell Wilson. Broncos are shutting him down for the season due to financial reason financial reasons. Um, I have a lot of thoughts here. So first, first, <laughs> uh, <laughs> while while it may be for financial reasons, I think that you know that's what they want to tell the media. One, you know, first and foremost, they want to tell the media one hundred percent is financial financial implications. But if they were one hundred percent certain that Hey, Russell Wilson is our quarterback for the next several years. They wouldn't be making this move because they're still in the sort of the sort of thick of the playoff race. Slim. It's a slim five percent chance, right? They have a five percent chance of making the playoffs. They need they need to win out and have a, get a lot of help. And you know we've seen a lot of goofy scenarios come to you know come to you know come to pass you know, over the years. But in any event, like if they were if they were sold on like kind of his performance now. If you look at his, you know, advanced metrics from, you know, e-paper play and CPOE composite score, like he's, I think he's like hovering around the top 10. He's like top 10 or 15 touchdown passes. Like he's, he has been terrible this year. And he's much more, he's much improved from, from the, the disaster that was 2022 with Daniel Hackett and things like that. But if they were 100, 100% sold on his performance, they wouldn't be making this move. And there was an all. There was also a follow up to say that they're going to actually cut him, or they're they're going to look to cut him in March. So I I don't know how if they're if they're trying to preserve some financial flexibility, cutting him with I think I believe like an eighty million dollar dead cap hit. How would that over the next two years? Over the next yeah. two years, how would that afford you some financial flexibility? <laughs> you know yeah. that that is that is quite. Quite the quite the news drop here on a on a Wednesday night that we're recording. Yeah, um, you know, Sean Payton must really really hate 
Russell Wilson for for him to even he had to suggest this to ownership like, hey, um, you know, we can get rid of this guy. I don't care what the bill is. I'm, it, it's not my money, but I don't care. Get rid of him. I, I can win with somebody else. Um, I don't. Ugh. That's tough, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're expecting to do. I'm not sure who who you're expecting to you know come and replace because almost half the league needs a new quarterback or they have quarterback questions. So you're going to be fighting against a bunch of other teams and then you're you're going to be taking on this cap hit. I don't know. I don't know how this makes sense for them to at least cut him, uh, you know, this coming season for sure. I would you need to if it's me. You need a you need a ride you need to ride it out again, man, because the the landscape don't look good. I mean, we got eleven backup quarterbacks starting this week, and Oof. and you're one of the eleven with starting uh you know Jared Stidham. Like, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. Maybe he maybe he has a lot of time on his on you know afforded to him. Maybe he has you know the luxury to do this and, and wait another year before he can get somebody, but. I mean, you've won too many games for you to be like in serious consideration of getting a, a rookie quarterback if that's what you're looking to do. But Sean Payton doesn't strike me as a person to, you know, to 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 rely on uh, on such a young asset to try to lead your team to to the playoffs, which is what he's trying to do. Yeah. So so good luck with that. Good luck with that, Denver. <laughs> good luck with that, Broncos country. Uh, but last thing before we get into you know some of the burning questions in uh, this Thursday night game, really quick, best ball. Best ball and managed leagues. How how are we how are we doing? Let's let's update the people on uh, on some of our uh, squads, man. All right. So best ball, like I told y'all last week, the only one I had left was uh, the uh, Superflex uh, early season um, draft that I had, and um, yeah, the uh, that Superflex team big board. Did not make it to the final, man. We uh, flamed out in a big way. Out of our 12-team group, we finished in dead last mm. because I did not have any help outside of Baker Mayfield and, and uh, Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. I had, you know, Joe Mixon, he gave me eight. Gus Edwards gave me 13. And then I had wide receivers as Jalen Waddle, Deontay Johnson, Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham, Curtis Samuel, Van Jefferson, and Darnell Mooney. So you can... Only imagine what I got from there. <laughs> I got a combined seven and a half, uh, eight points, eight point two points from that group of, of wide receivers, and then another just seven points from my tight end. So I'll take my fifty dollars and uh, you know get ready for the next year. <laughs> hey, hey, invested in some uh, mitten playoff, the the, the playoff uh, best ball. Yeah, I might. Yeah, we probably need to do a little bit of that. Um, yeah, but my managed. My managed teams, uh, I had four teams remaining. All four of them played. I had to go against CMC, and I beat all of them. So I got four teams in the final, four for four, man. So I am happy to have that at least. I don't know how we did it, but I was definitely trembling when when I saw people in, in, in range to possibly win, and they had CMC on the other side, and I'm just like, ugh. But – you know, the the Rams, I mean, the Ravens came through for your boy and, um, you know, held him enough to allow me to make it to four finals. Nice. You're, you're the you're the you're the CMC slayer. <laughs> I guess so, man. I guess so. And I, I wish I could say the same, but I, I am I am not. Uh, no, spoiler alert. I am not the CMC slayer. 
<laughs> so as I mentioned last week, I, I was playing against CMC in five out of ten semifinals. All five of those lost. All five yeah. of those lost. And there was a couple of other players in there that other other teams had, and they were just, you know, they just went off at the right time. So mm. that's five. And then uh, another another two took L's. So out of my ten semifinal teams, I only got three of them through. So mm. three of them through to the championship. So not ideal. Not ideal. I, I was I was hoping to at least make make half of them, maybe six of ten, but to make three of ten is, is disappointing to say the least. Very disappointing to say the <laughs> least. And uh, in, in in one of the leagues, uh, we were playing against each other in the final, so you know, fitting, you know, how we were getting clowned. Oh, these podcast, y'all have y'all's own podcast, and y'all not y'all not winning or nothing. Um, yeah. you know what? Yeah. So, say something now. They're quiet. Yeah. So yeah, they're very they're, they're very quiet, like a church mouse now in there in that league. <laughs> yeah. um, good luck. You're gonna need it because I I am the the what the three three out of the four three out of the last four championships I've won in there. But anyways, we'll we'll talk about that you know at a later time. But in terms, in terms of best ball. Best ball. I had six teams in the semifinal and they all lost. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I, I would I would have loved to have some better news, but no, they all lost as well. So I had two in the Chihuahua Superflex. I finished fourth and eighth in my respective groups out of ten. Uh, in one of my groups, I was that I was fourth in. Evan Silva actually won that one. And his mm. team, his team went went bonkers. He had Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, DJ Chark, Puka Nakua. Wow. I guess he went off. Yeah, everybody uh, that went off in Week 16, he had them. He had them. He had them. He had them. Um, I had uh, a team in the Fast Puppy. This one finished second. Finished second. So I was, you know, I was very. Uh, I was. It was very close. I was very close. First place, I went 154. I had 145. And, you know, my team had some decent players on there. I had obviously had McCaffrey. Hope, would, would hope McCaffrey did a little bit more since I was playing against him. So it's, you know, the, he was going to put me out of my misery in my managed leagues. <laughs> Might as well help me in best ball, right? Didn't help me enough. So that's, that's unfortunate. And then, you know, and then I had three other teams that had Christian McCaffrey in uh, the puppy three and the puppy. And they, they also took L's. And so not an ideal end to best ball season, but I will take my 185 bucks and just put it in these uh these these playoff best ball uh tournaments and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, just make some shake, man. Reinvest and see what happens. Yeah. But hopefully hopefully the people listening, hopefully your underdog teams did better than ours. Um yes. ours yeah. found out. Yeah, we 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 suck. <laughs> like well, uh, I suck more than Gene. Uh, at least this 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 year I did. Um, but hey, uh, it, it is what it is. That's fantasy. That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So we'll we'll watch film. We'll learn from our mistakes. And we'll be back better than ever in 2024. <laughs> we'll yeah, that's all you can than, say. That's all you can say. All right. So let's go ahead and get into some of these these games for the week. First one. Let's start with that Thursday night football game. The lowly Thursday foot night football game jets at browns browns favored by seven and a half game total of just 35 points mm. uh trevor simeon is going to be starting this week again Ugh. so 
The first question is, I know a lot of people that might be in the finals, they got that Garrett Wilson. You saw what he did last week with the, what, I think 13 catches for 90 yards or whatever it was, something close to that. No, can you start him this week? For me, I have Garrett Wilson in one in one lineup league, and I'm not going. I'm I'm gonna sit him down. I'm not even gonna. I I got other options. I got Puka in and Cup on the team with Alave and you know a bunch of running backs. So I'm afforded to to you know just go ahead and sit him down. The reason I'm gonna sit him down because Garrett Wilson's facing the best defense versus wide receivers for the season. Uh, the Browns are EPA per pass are the best. Play success rate thirty five percent. That's the best. Twenty one point nine fantasy points per game allowed to, for the season to wide receivers. That's the best. Hundred and five receiving yards per game allowed to wide receivers for the season. That's the best. So I'm not even gonna. I don't want to play and potentially you know take a zero going against that Browns defense who's you know playing lights out, especially at home. We just saw Trevor Simeon his butt cheeks. He's gonna probably just be dumping it off the breeze hall like he just did this past this past week. So I I'm I, I can't do it. And then obviously the only player that I feel comfortable starting against the Browns this week is Brees Hall. Uh only for the reasons that I mean we saw him go twelve for ninety six, you know, receiving on sixteen targets, a thirty three percent target share. Granted, he did add another 95 yards on the ground and two touchdowns, but again, you're going against this defense. You don't even have to really try too much against Trevor Simeon, so they can lock in on the two best players on their offense. And um, you know, if 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 you can if you have to play Brees Hall, yeah, go ahead and play him. But I'm gonna be sitting Garrett Wilson. So you got anything for the Jets? Uh, what I said, and uh, and what's your take on on the Browns? And yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's Brees Hall. He was the RB1 overall last week. I mean, imagine just six, 16 targets is absolutely absurd. Like, absolutely absurd. Um, but, you know, and I, I, I said this many, many months ago, but Brees Hall is going to be my number one player drafted next year in best ball because he looks awesome right now. Imagine what he's going to do year two off the ACL tear. And yeah. what is history? What has history shown us? You, you see an uptick in production in year two of the AC, uh, year two post ACL tear. Yeah, 2024, Brees Hall is going to be – he's going to break records. He's, he's going he's gonna to break fantasy in 2024. But that's 2024. Um, yeah, he, he's, he was probably the only lock on the Jets, you know, uh, on, you know on, on the entire you know, Jets team that you can, that you can rely on this, this championship week of fantasy. Um, but on the Brown side, they're a pass-heavy offense now. They're, since Joe Flacco took over in Week 13, like – their pass rate over expected is 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 sky high. I think they're they're, they're number two since week thirteen. Uh, Flacco leads the NFL in passing yards on throws of twenty plus yards down the field. Uh, explosive pass rate, they're seventh. I mean, and this has benefited Amari Cooper and David Njoku, who's been a tight end one over the last three weeks. So these guys are are are, are direct beneficiaries of this this air show that. Kevin Stefanski and, and and Joel Flacco are, are are you know are deploying. Um, it's obviously hasn't hasn't yielded kind results for Elijah Moore or you mm. know Cedric Tillman. Although Cedric Tillman's getting on the field a little bit more, he's playing a lot, but not really turning that into production. It's a pretty much a con- a condensed target tree with Amari Cooper and David Njoku. And I I I know the 
I know the Jets have been, you know, difficult to pass against. I mean, they've been the worst matchup for wide receivers all season long. And I don't see that changing in this matchup. But, um, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they they are they 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 can, uh, they, you know, the Jets defense if they're if they're vulnerable in one area it could be in the rush in the run game, um, potentially. But you know, Jerome Ford. I mean, I I don't know, man. Like he's he's been okay, but then he, his his upside is limited. He's not really getting high value touches in the red zone. Although he did score a red zone touchdown last week against the Texans in a wildcat formation, but we see a lot of uh, Kareem Hunt down there for the most part. I mean, this matchup in particular, I mean, it's the worst, you know, just the fantasy points allowed matchup um, for running backs. And the Jets defense, they have the best EPA per rush this year. The best. So it's not going to be a, a great, a, you know, a great opportunity for Jerome Ford. He's who's been, you know, a borderline top, you know, a borderline top 24 running back since, since week 13. Which isn't terrible, but given you know his his role, which he should be you know a lot better than that. And so you know we'll see, we'll see. But the expectation is more pass attempts. Joe Flacco threw the ball. You know he he had another what forty two dropbacks last week. Mm. So I see him coming back and you know going into that range again against the Jets on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean I agree with you. It's just interesting, you know, you seen Flacco doing this in this offense and you're just wondering like how come Deshaun couldn't do this before he was dealing with his injury. So I'm sure people will be asking questions in the off season. <laughs> what, did we, what did we buy? Our, what did we buy? So <laughs> yeah. you got, you got this dude off the couch and he's just busting head. So it's crazy. It's just crazy to see. Yeah. Yeah. But main slate, it's time to talk about our, our, the, you know, the basically one of the marquee games of the week, Saturday night, Prime time, Lions at Cowboys. Cowboys opened as six point favorites. Now it's down to four and a half. But that total, that total is fifty three and a half. That total mm-hmm. is fifty three and a half. So there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one. And those of us that you know kept dra- drafting in best ball, this is one of the games we won in correlation, and this is one of the games we circled to have a lot of exposure to. So again, once again, congrats to all those who made it through that you got CD Lamb. You started your draft with CD Lamb and Amara St. Brown. Come back with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery and you know, and then Sam Laporta and Jake Ferguson. Hey, it's wheels up for you guys. Wish you nothing but the best. But the Detroit Lions, all season they've shown us that they're a pass funnel. You can pass on them at will. I mean, Nick Mullins for crying out loud. Through for 400 yards. Now he had four interceptions. Turned the ball over a lot. Could have had a you know way more interceptions than just mm-hmm. the four. If you if you if you watch that game, but this is a great matchup for the Dallas passing game. You know we've seen Dak Prescott light it up at home. I think they're averaging over like 35 points at home. Seven and 0 at home. They're 40. They're averaging 40 at home, and <laughs> seven and 0 at home. So you know you know what they're about to do against a team that can't cover in the secondary. So, um, I, I mean, C.D. Lamb fit the highest expected fantasy points per route on the week last week um, per fantasy day, data suite. He's just on a tear. He's second in the NFL in receiving yards and leads the NFL in receptions. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. Cowboys fans complain that he doesn't get the ball enough. He's getting the ball plenty, right? He's getting the ball plenty. He's he, He's top, what, three in targets. 109 catches on the season, already a career high. 
career high in re- uh, receiving yards. Will probably eclipse his career high in touchdown receptions after this game. Just, just, just a man amongst boys. We're seeing Oklahoma CD Lamb, and we're going to continue to see it. This, you know, this this game against the Lions. Yeah, uh, the Detroit side. Sam Laporta has the highest expected fantasy points per route run on the week per fantasy fantasy data suite for tight ends. So you can fire up Sam Laporta. You're going to fire him up regardless um, because he's the the second target behind Amon Ross St. Brown. Obviously, you're going to be starting him. I mean, you saw what Jamira Gibbs did last week when David David Montgomery was out for two quarters. He scored two touchdowns, just went rampant. Um, the one question you're going to have is Jared Goff, man. He averages only 14.6 fantasy points on the road. I mean, the Dallas defense, when they play some play a team that's average to, you know, above average in terms of offense, they get they give up points. So, I mean, this is the highest game total of the week. So we're expecting points coming from that Detroit side. If you got to start Jared Goff, you're probably going to start him. But, again, that road split is – it's nothing to mess with for sure. So um, I would rather start him over any of these backups they're going to be playing this week because it's championship week. I'm sure Jared Goff has got you here. So you're going to die with whatever he gives you unless you just have better options available. So And, and just real quick about the Dallas defense, like since week 13, they've been pretty bad. So, you know, according to a tweet from Connor or Connor Livesey, Connor NFL draft, they're 27th in EPA per play, 30th in success rate, 29th in dropback EPA, 30th in dropback success rate, 20th in rush EPA, and 30th in rush success rate. Man. It's been one of the worst defenses in the league over the last month, man. Like mm. I don't I don't know what I don't know what broke what broke, what what dam you know, what water dam broke on the Cowboys defense, but they have been leaking. They have been leaking since week 13. And you know, Detroit's Detroit has a, a has an elite rushing attack. I mean, I I'm actually frightened as to what Jameer Gibbs could potentially do to this Cowboys, uh, you know, uh, you know, rush defense. Because if he sees a lane, like one one small sliver of a of a, of a lane, and he's gonna he's gonna house that shit. Like I I'm I'm just I'm having nightmares thinking about. It. I'm gonna have nightmares thinking about it because Jameer Gibbs, I think, is gonna have a Huge game against the Cowboys uh, this, yeah. this Saturday. Yeah, so on the Detroit side, it's pretty obvious you're going to start golf, both running backs, David Montgomery and uh, Gibbs and Sam LaPorter and Amon Ra. And I'm sure people, you can have Jameson on the back of your head in terms of possibly starting because you were seeing him getting an uptick in, in usage these last uh, couple of weeks. So. You know, if if you have a bunch of flex spots, then Jamison could be a person you could start, man. So possibly start. Let me not tell you. Let me not be cool to say, yeah, I told y'all to start him. Possibly. So he's right. he's he's under consideration. Yeah. All right. Next game, another big time game that was marked in terms of you know correlation for for best ball for this time of the year was the Dolphins at Ravens. Ravens are favored by three and a half, forty seven and a half over under. Uh, for a game total, I mean, but you know we've seen what the Ravens do to teams at home, so just be wary of that on the Dolphins side. Also, keep in mind that you know Waddle and Hill are dealing with ankle injuries. I'm not sure they practice today or not, but you know y'all, you might want to keep an eye on that for sure. Um, again, like the Dolphins side is pretty straightforward in terms of who you're going to start. 
Tua, Waddle, Hill, if they're, they're both, you know, going to be playing, you're going to play them. Uh, Mostert and Achan, possibly. I know he kind of hasn't looked himself the last couple of weeks. Looks like he's still fighting through that injury. So Achan is a possible start. But, I mean, it's pretty straightforward what the Dolphins do. They got you know the options. So, I mean, there's really nothing else to talk about there. Just you're going to be going against a tough defense. It's going to be tough. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and they, you saw what they just did to the 49ers, right? And they saw what they did to Brock Purdy. Four interceptions, got him off, you know, got him off script. You know, he, they, they, he's never seen a defense like this. And, again, you know, two on the road, much worse, much worse than, than what we see at home. So this is going to be a very challenging game for the Raven, uh, for the for the Dolphins uh, for the Dolphins uh, offense because I mean again you know we have, you know obviously you have Tyreek Hill and you know you have a, you know Achan but this this the, the Ravens are they're they're on another level right now they're on another level right now and they are you know full steam ahead towards that towards that one seed they've got the you know odds on favor for the MVP Mar Jackson at home. 22.4 fantasy points per game, which is fifth. And the team, in, in total, they average around 32 points um, per game at home. And so that's that's what they do. They they they, they destroy teams whenever they're at home. And so this is going to be a, a very a very interesting game from, um, from, from many perspectives. But you know, Lamar Jackson has a couple of a couple of really you know emerging weapons. You know, at his disposal with you know Isaiah likely taking over from you know for Mark Andrews over the last Mark Andrews over the last several weeks, he's been pretty good. I mean, he had a pretty decent game against the 49ers at 56 yards, but there's like there's like a couple of catches where he had some where he had some uh some nice yak, you know, threw some defenders to the side and 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 and, and made some plays. Uh, Zay Flowers, he looks he looked electric, so they can get him continue you know continue to get him ramped up and. Um, obviously, we saw OBJ over the last you know several weeks prior to to the to the Monday night game. He was starting to kind of you know get 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 going a little bit. And so all these all these factors are you know it it, it bodes well for the Ravens, especially when it comes to playoff time, where all these guys can get going and they can really start sitting on teams. And so I, I definitely I definitely like the Ravens in this one, the three and a half. I think they're going to cover pretty easily, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, next game. Let's briefly touch on the Chiefs hosting the Bengals. The Chiefs are seven point favorites. Forty four game total. Now at seven points, it's it's a lot of points, especially for an offense that hasn't looked very good <laughs> as of late. I mean, if you saw them on if you saw them on Christmas Day against the against the Raiders, they looked broken. No looked call, broken. no show. No call, no show. They didn't have a, any other reliable pass catchers outside of Rasheed Rice. Mahomes was scrambling a lot more than he's accustomed to scrambling. Although he's, you know, that's what he that's what he does. But usually when he scrambles around, he scrambles to make plays. But now he's been just scrambling because there's nothing down the field to you know nobody that he can trust to throw to down the field. I mean, they uh, again four point two yards per play against the Raiders against a Raiders defense that's been beatable. All season long, it's 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 mm. pathetic. It's pathetic. Mm. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, like when he's under pressure, his passer rating since week thirteen is a big fat zero, a big fat zero. 
<laughs> so, I mean, yeah. now this is a this is a better matchup for for Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense. I mean, because you know the the Bengals' defense has not they they've just been shredded, ravaged by injuries. But man, like a, a, an offense that's you know since week twelve, explosive play rate twenty eighth, explosive pass rate eighteenth, explosive rush rate twenty eighth, e paper e paper pass sixteenth. I I don't have I don't have confidence in an offense that has those ugh, that, that has those types of, of metrics. I, I don't know, man. Uh, what, what do you what do you make of what do you make of Kansas City's offense? Um, you know it's bad when Justin Ross got on the field, bro, and nobody I did like, see him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He made an appearance week sixteen. We didn't think that we would ever see him again after what happened, you know, before the season started with his, you know, his his domestic abuse or whatever that case would have happened there. But apparently they're so desperate that they pulled him out from wherever they pulled him out from and had him, you know, run a couple routes and he caught like what a, a, a two-yard pass. But overall, Matt Nagy's the OC, so it, it looks like they, they missed Eric B, man. Cause I thought he wasn't calling the plays, but the plays, the offense looks real, real regular, real, real, um, mid. You know, <laughs> really mid, real predictable. My, my, my mid. It's just sad to see, but I will say versus Cincinnati, this is a prime spot for CEH, CEH because that Cincy defense against the run has been by far one of the worst in the last four weeks. So um, I'm not sure if I know CEH. I'm not sure how pressed people are going to be to want to start him, but this is a prime matchup. So I just, you know, just kind of keep that in the back of your mind, try to make up lineup decisions. But yeah, that I don't really trust that, 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 that Chiefs offense, man. Yeah, you, you can't, there's, there's no way you can, right. You, you can't, you can't really, you can't really trust them. But I mean, if there's, if there's a guy that you, you play in, 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 in your fantasy lineups, I, I'll, I have Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the league. I'm going to have to play him because, Isaiah Pacheco has a concussion, and the way that he got his concussion, he got kneed in the head when his helmet mm-hmm. came off for the second time in consecutive plays. Like his his helmet his helmet came off one play, and then the, literally the next the next run play, it came off again. And he got kneed in the head. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. So now he's a concussion. So it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Like their their, their luck is is pretty bad. And just real quick on the Bengals side before we go into the next game, it's just it's it's T Higgins. I don't know if Jamar Chase is going to be back, um, but you know we we saw Jake Browning kind of turn back into a pumpkin, multiple turnovers mm-hmm. versus the Steelers, but T. Higgins kind of saved, quote unquote, saved his fantasy day with that eighty-yard touchdown, and yep. he had over one hundred and forty yards. So at least T. Higgins is kind of putting something on tape to to get these uh these these teams interested in him and in, in, in getting a, a a huge deal done this offseason because. Cincinnati's not going to be able to retain him. I don't. You think. don't think they? You don't. You don't think they uh, franchise him? You think they just let him? Oh, let him you go? know what? They'll probably franchise. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll probably franchise him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, t- I see them franchising him for sure. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense if they franchise him. But yeah, he's he's trying to put something on tape. See, yeah, you case. know what? I I am a number one. I'm a number one yeah. out here too. Yeah, I am number one just, out here too. Just in case, I just feel you. All right. Case. Last game that I want to talk about is the Sunday night game. Another game that was, you know, talked about in terms of for best ball purposes for this week 17 was the Green Bay Packers versus the Minnesota Vikings. We got 
the bike, I mean, both these teams are kind of still fighting for playoff position, more so the Vikings than the Packers. Vikings favored at home by one and a half, 46 point total, so a little healthy point total indoors. Green Bay, I mean, I don't know who's left in the wide receiver core. It was like everybody's down. Um, I don't. Uh, who is it? Romeo Dobbs and who else? Is it it's Romeo Dobbs? Something something Heath, last name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Malik Heath. Malik Heath. Yeah. Oh, and Bo Melton out of nowhere. Bo Melton. Bro, I've heard that name. Bo Melton. Bo Melton. Um, yeah, they need they need Christian Watson back in a big way, you know, to potentially try to try to see if they can slither their way in the playoffs. We did get a uh, appearance from Aaron Aaron Jones. He looked finally healthy and. I think he went for almost 130 on the ground. So, yeah. But against a pretty bad run defense. So, you know, get right spot. He got right. So, hopefully, he can carry it over to another get right spot because Minnesota allows the, you know, the six most fantasy points and the third most touchdowns per game to running backs in the last four weeks. So, could be another great spot for Aaron Jones if you got him on your fantasy rosters for this championship week. Um, and I think historically, uh, you know, he plays well against the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken. I know, I know. One, I, there was like a, there was like a, uh, a, a game like years ago that I remember he had like this, you know, fifty yard run, fifty yard touchdown. Like he, he, he plays relatively well. I, I'll need to look it up, but um, this is, this is, a, this is a good spot for for Aaron Jones. It's great, it's great now that he's he's healthy at this point in the season because, I mean, you're really you you you're really saying that he's healthy for the first time since basically week one because the the. The, the the times that we saw him in the middle of the season, he wasn't really himself. You know, he didn't he didn't have the same explosion and the same fast twitch that he normally does. But now, like in this game, this game against the Panthers, like you saw him just ripping off twenty yard run here, twenty yard run there. I'm like, okay, Aaron Jones is back. He's back. Yeah, yeah. So just to, to go, just to go back to what you were talking about, he's been you know pretty decent. He hasn't had. 2022, the last game, of their last home game uh, of the season that year, he went for 12.3 points. But before that, he hasn't really done too much since 2019, where both those games, he he went for over 115 yards in both of them, scored uh, no multiple touchdowns in one and one in another one. But outside of that, he's been, been okay. So this could be a point for him to, you know, get back to what he, he's done uh, you know, previously and at least get double digit scores. But I know earlier this season when he played against them, he only he only got six points. But I think he think he was trying to think he was trying to work his way back and they didn't really use him too much in that game. All right. And on the Minnesota side, Justin Jefferson looks amazing. He did again, you know, had a couple of tough catches. I think he had like a third and twenty seven late in that game against the against the Lions where he just went up against two defenders. Kind of similar to that uh, Buffalo game last year, where he caught that fourth and eighteen, and so he's he's you know whenever whenever he's on, he's on. He's like the he's the dude, right? He is the number one uh, receiver in the NFL. Um, but you know his 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 pass catching counterparts, T.J. Hawkinson done for the season, torn ACL and MCL. Jordan Addison, I think he has a high ankle sprain, or there's speculation that he has a high ankle sprain, so he may miss this game. And then the and then and then the begs the question like who's going to start at quarterback? There's like literally three different you know quarterbacks in consider under consideration. They may they may look to to, to start Jaron Jaron Hall. They may start Nick Nick Mullins again. 
they may start Joshua Dobbs. Like all these guys are in consideration. We probably won't know who's going to start until later in the week, maybe Friday, yeah. Saturday. So I think all these guys are going to get starters reps <laughs> throughout the week, which is, you know, it's just problematic, right? If you if you had a team that made it this far, you got Justin Jefferson, and you're you're just you're you're kind of shaking a little bit. You're you're, you're obviously going to you know start him out there because Justin Jefferson has proven to produce with who, no matter who's throwing him passes, right? So I, I think that that part of it, the three different quarterbacks under consideration, yeah, it, it's it, it it's problematic. And then and then last thing on the Vikings is is the is the running back room. It seems like Ty Chandler had a stranglehold on the running back job, but he didn't produce really. He didn't really produce last week. He only had, I think he had seven carries. He did score a touchdown. If he didn't score that touchdown, he would have had a mega dud, like a mega dud. Like it was still a dud in, 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 many, in, in many respects, but if he didn't score that touchdown last week, he would have, he would have completely face-planted and I think they took him off the field a lot because he was, I think, struggling in pass protection. And uh, I know he got Nick Mullins hit a couple of times, causing some of those interceptions. But, yeah, I I don't know, man. Um, he, he only scored he only scored eight points, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he had, what, 17 yards rushing? Was it yeah. something like that? Yeah. So, it, it, mm, I don't and know. That's what, and that's what Alexander Madison only played 8% of the snaps. So. Um, they're gonna need him this week. I will say, uh, Justin Jefferson. The last time he played at home versus the Packers, he scored, I think, thirty three points. So, hopefully, they get. Hopefully, it's not Jaron Hall. I'll just say that. Um, they need a professional quarterback or somebody that resembles that they can play <laughs> resembles <quarterback>. one. <laughs> it's not Jaron Hall. Um, if they put him out there, just know that you know. Pray that Justin Jefferson gets to double digits. But I will also say the Packers are going to be missing uh, Jerry Alexander because they decided to suspend him because he bomb-rushed the coin toss versus Carolina because he's from Carolina. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, that's pretty – I think that's a little harsh for your supposedly best corner that you're just going to suspend him for the game. But, I mean, that's their decision, not mine. So – yeah, it it is it is what it is. All right, so on the matchups, really quick, want to talk about a couple of favorable and unfavorable ones. First favorable matchup is basically start every 49er you can think of against the Commanders' pathetic defense, prime bounce back spot. I think the 49ers are going to score like 40 in uh, in Washington. So I think Brock Purdy will have a bounce back game. Debo Samuel will do his thing. Brandon, like literally everybody that you can think of. Uh, hell, even if you can, if you can, if you can pluck Jawan Jennings, you know, from concussion <laughs> protocol and slide him in your lineup on a deeper league, I'd put him in there too because they're going to put a lot of points on the scoreboard against the Commanders. And the next is DeAndre Swift versus the Cardinals. DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. he is a couple. I think he's twelve yards shy of his first career thousand yard season in his career. So kudos to DeAndre Swift, man. I mean, it was a uh, it it caught again the the Eagles acquiring him. It, it only cost them a, a twenty twenty five fourth round pick, basically a throwaway a throwaway dynasty pick by mm-hmm. by comparison. And so it, it's you know the Cardinals they've they've been giving you know giving it up to running backs all season long. You know you just name it, you just go down the list. It's 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 one of the best matchups 
on a you know week in and week out, and the Eagles are want, wanting to establish the run a little bit more to help out Jalen Hurts. You can't stop turning the ball over. Had another pick six against the Giants last week, so they'll, they'll be sticking with the run a lot. Uh, we saw Kenny Gainwell have 79 total yards, which is I think a season high last week. So they'll probably mix him in with DeAndre Swift, and I think they'll they'll cruise their 12 and a half point favorites at home versus the Cardinals. So we're going to see a lot of running from the Eagles in this one. So any other favorable matchups you have to discuss? I do. I got a couple wide receivers in the Tennessee Texans game. The first one is D-Hop, you know, revenge game for, for him against the Texans. Uh, but the Texans are actually the second best adjusted fantasy points allowed matchup for wide, outside wide receivers in the last five. Uh, hopefully Ryan Tannehill can remember how to throw the ball um, if if Will Levis isn't available because he his play was putrid last week. So if he can remember that he can throw, then D-Hop should eat. And then Nico Collins, man, um, we saw him come back this past week, and now he gets his running mate back at C.J. Stroud, who's, who's going to be looking to come out of concussion, concussion protocol and be starting this week. So that should you know get some boost to him instead of Case Keenum because he ain't it. Um, t- Tennessee allows the seventh most fantasy points per game to wide receivers and allow the second most fantasy points per game to outside wide receivers per game. So Nico Collins should have a, a bounce back versus this, this lowly defense. Um, favorable matchups, my first one is we already talked about Jerome Ford versus the Jets. The Jets uh, – Best EPA per rush this year. Uh, Jerome Ford is running back 23 since week 13. They're 31st in rush yards since week 13 and last in explosive run rate. Uh, And they have the third worst O-line D-line matchup with four starters missing also. So just, I mean, flex at best. But if you don't have to play him, then I would sit him for sure. Um, And then DJ Moore sucks to say this. Uh, I know DJ Moore has been on the tear this year. I know a lot of people doubted the connection between him and Fields, but it was undeniable this year. But he's facing the Atlanta defense, who was second worst in terms of adjusted fantasy points allowed matchup in the last five to wide receivers. And they allowed the second least amount of receiving yards to wide receivers in the last five with only 93 yards per game and also zero touchdowns in his last five games to wide receivers. So. DJ Moore is, uh, is a flex play for sure. If he's able to go, I know he struggled last week uh, being a decoy for mostly the second half of that, that, that game, but they didn't really need him. So. Yeah, they didn't really need him because, uh, you know, they played to play the Cardinals and they were able to run all over the Cardinals. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, no, this is, it's a really good point. Really good point about, you know, Atlanta, they've been playing really, really well against wide receivers. I mean, you, they, they played against the Colts last week and, you know, we, they, they they didn't yield they didn't yield anything, so we'll see we'll we'll see if that uh, DJ Moore and Justin Fields uh, connection gives fantasy managers one last thing to cheer about um, to close the 2023 season. Yeah, <laughs> and on that note, we are at the end of this show, the last show for this 2023 fantasy football season in terms of you no know, regular season fantasy football. Um, it was a, a long grind for sure. Uh, this is probably one of the tougher seasons for probably for most uh, in a while, just because of the amount of quarterback injuries that we have for sure. Uh, it's been very tough. The scoring is probably a little bit lower than than what we've seen in previous years also. 
but you know all all that to say it was still you know a fun grind for sure you know grinding out these these weeks grinding out these these leagues so definitely you know grateful for that you know after christmas i can say that i'm grateful for the game and you know just you know learning lessons for you know what you can bring into for the next season for sure obviously each season is different but you can take notes here and there what you could have done better to you know improving you know get better at this game because we don't control anything all we can do is is make moves based on the news that we hear for sure yeah and adjust to, you know to new information as we get it but yeah we'll we'll definitely have like you know kind of like a recap type of show next week just to kind of talk about some things that we learned you know some things that we did well in some things we didn't do as well in, and you know just stuff like that just kind of like kind of reassess you know what we you know what we what we put on tape out there <laughs> what, what, we, what we what we put on tape out there but yeah um but yeah it's it, like you said long grind it's already you know the end of end of december and week 17 is here and wow i just remember like our first show beginning this year we talked about you know how excited we were to you know to kind of just dive into all the all the fantasy goodness um that we were going to see and then now it's week 17 and we're already here so uh, time just flies. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun talking ball. Yeah, that's so. true. We appreciate y'all, you know, tapping in with us each week and listening to us. Give us, you know, give our take, you know, give, you know, the numbers behind why we, you know, making the decisions we make. Hopefully y'all enjoyed that. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter at off the line FF, me at fantasy genes, G E N E S, Ike at just underscore Ico nine. We hope that y'all are able to, know make the right decisions and you know come out with some money on these on this championship week you know i'm gonna be hoping that i can go ahead and bust bust ike's head real quick i need to get that get back for when he beat me earlier in the season my team my team looks looks favored to win but you know we don't do you you can't judge on what's favored so yeah Yeah. you 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 know you know better you know better than (laughs) just projections (laughs) but on that note you know, we hope that y'all have some success. Hopefully y'all hit us up, let us know what happens to your leagues because I'm definitely going to be talking about to see what happened between our matchup uh, on next week or when we get back on here. So hopefully yep. y'all y'all have some good news to, 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 to tell as I will hope that I have some good news to tell also. All right, until then, uh, we'll holler at y'all next week. Good luck in week 17 and win those championships, except if you're Gene versus me because we know, what, <laughs> we know how that's going to turn out. <laughs> All right, y'all, y'all be safe. All right, peace out. Peace out.